Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Do you find yourself thinking about food all the time? No matter what you're doing during the day, your mind is on food, constantly thinking about what your next meal will be, what you just ate, how you should be adjusting the rest of your day based on what you just ate, how good or bad your food decisions have been, what you ate on the weekend, how guilty you feel about what you ate, how or how much your friends ate and what that compares to, to what you ate, (laughs) the list It goes on and on. And in this episode, we're going to chat about how to stop thinking about food all the time, how to start quieting that inner chatter and that ever so annoying inner food police voice that can be so loud. It might feel as though you will, you know, never be able to do such a thing. Maybe you're feeling like that, but believe me, I myself and so many of my clients have had those same thoughts. Something like, you know, sure, that sounds lovely and I would love to have peaceful thoughts about food or just not be thinking about food constantly all the time, but that's just not possible for me. I'm never going to be able to have a normal relationship with food. And if that sounds like you, lean in. Listen to the advice I'm going to share with you here in this episode and take action. The steps I'm giving you today are actionable steps. I'm going to outline exactly what I want you to do, and they won't work unless you try them out with an open mind and continue to practice them. Look, I get it. We all want our problems to go away with the snap of our fingers. And trust me, if I could have a magic wand and rid you of all of your struggles with binging, overeating, emotional eating, I would. I would love to do that for you right now. But seeing change in your life just doesn't work that way. You have to take the aligned action towards your goals. And that's what I'm here to help you do. That's just my little gentle nudge and a little bit of tough love for you. Now I want you to get out of your own way and let's dive into this episode together. But before we dive in, I just have to mention to you because I know you want that sweet, sweet peace and freedom with food that we are currently enrolling for our Embodied Food Freedom June Summer Cohort which will be the last cohort you can join until the fall. 
If you're like, what's embodied food freedom? This program is a four month, highly supportive, small group, intuitive eating coaching program for you. If you're someone who's struggling with binge eating or emotional eating and are ready to finally stop feeling out of control around food for good, find your version of food freedom, stress on your version of food freedom because we're all unique humans and get tailored guidance and support to get you there. Plus, if you join this June cohort, June 2023, this is when I'm recording this episode, if you're listening to it, you know, around or at the time, you will be receiving my fun, supportive, never seen before bonus of the Summer Body Boost Guide. Within this guide, we'll work our way through each of the top three body image summer struggles that you, the intuitive nutritionist community, told me that you're struggling with most. I'm going to outline why each of these particular struggles feel so hard, to give you some clarity, how to move forward and get unstuck from them, journal prompts to help you along the way, and some food for thought on truly shifting your body image mindset. And a you know, double plus here. There are going to be some shifts and changes that are coming to the Embodied Food Freedom program later this year. So if you want to get in on this program with all of the goodness that's included and at the current price, I would apply now. <laughs> so if you're serious about making changes in your relationship with food and overcoming your food struggles, let's do this together. If you're feeling like this might be for you and you're like, hmm, maybe, maybe this could be something that would benefit me. And it feels like, feels like a little bit of a pull towards it. It's likely because it is for you and would be something that would highly benefit you and propel you forward so much faster than trying to, you know, spearhead this stuff all alone. So head to the show notes to learn more and apply now And that is all. (laughs) I just needed to share that with you in case this is feeling aligned for you. It would be a disservice if I didn't mention it to you. Now, back to the reason why we're here in this episode for the first place, (laughs) thinking about food all the time and how to overcome it, which of course is something that is within Embodied Food Freedom as well. We talk about this in depth, but let's dive in. First up, why are you thinking about food 24-7? Let's kind of understand that a little bit more before we jump into these actionable steps to move you forward. There could be many reasons that food is constantly on your mind. The main reasons are, you know, that are common for so many are um, things like dieting, not eating enough, having food rules, feeling guilty about your food choices, and more. And these are things that, you know, my past self and my clients have struggled with. And so if you're you're there, you're feeling these things, you're definitely not alone. All of these issues stem from having an unhealthy relationship with food. Maybe you're stuck in the diet binge cycle and you don't know how to get out. Maybe you find yourself just reaching for food whenever any kind of uncomfortable emotion comes up for you. Maybe you don't even know why you're struggling with food, but you just know it doesn't feel right as it stands right now. And you just feel kind of off or icky about your food choices or your food habits. Whatever the reason may be, 
follow your own intuition towards what feels right to you to pay attention to and work on for now. So when it comes to your food thoughts that are happening 24-7 and the action steps I'm going to give you here in this episode today, choose one thing and run with it. (laughs) There's no right or wrong here. And of course, if you're feeling very scared or overwhelmed to doing this type of work, don't force yourself and If that is the case, I would recommend working with a professional like myself to help guide you through it so it feels less stressful and frustrating and overwhelming and more like you're actually moving forward and making progress. So overall, if you're thinking about food 24-7, there's a lot of reasons behind it and we kind of cover those through these action steps too, but it really boils down to having a not so great relationship with food and that's just stemming into our thoughts all the time. And we don't want that, right? We want our brain space to be able to focus on the things that actually matter to you in your life and be able to be present with our loved ones, be able to enjoy the wonderful, abundant things in your life and have fun with friends and, you know, all of these things that make life so rich and wonderful. If that is being shadowed by all of these food thoughts, we don't want that. I don't want that for you. So uncovering all of this and moving forward is really not even about the food. (laughs) It's about allowing you to live your life more, be present in your life more instead of having all of your brain space taken up by these food thoughts. I want you to be able to live fully live your most authentic aligned life in in alignment with what you desire for yourself. So all of this really is pointing you towards that and it's even something that many of my clients who have graduated from my programs have said that they you know love the most about their transformation is having a lot of that brain space back, focusing on, you know, some fun creative projects that they haven't been able to focus on or just even getting through their work day with more ease and not stressing about food all the time. So, now let's dive into the steps, the tips, the things that you can actually do and take action on to get there yourself. So these are my top four practical steps that you can take to stop constantly thinking about food. Number one, eat enough and consistently. If you aren't eating enough food or you're eating inconsistently throughout the day, your body is likely not getting enough energy or nutrients from food. It needs that. It needs enough food to allow you to function your best throughout the day. Our body's primary fuel source is glucose, which comes from the carbohydrates and other foods that we eat. We, of course, need other nutrients for different purposes within our bodies too, but the main energy source is glucose. What happens when you aren't getting enough fuel for the body and brain and the organs to function properly? Your body tries its freaking best to try to get you to eat more food. And you know how that shows up? Probably through you thinking about food all the time, right? If you're thinking about food all the time, 
It could just be your body trying to be like, um, hello, I'm not getting enough energy to keep this whole system running. Give me more food. (laughs) It's just being sassy and pointing you in the direction of what it needs. So these food thoughts can often be a sign of hunger. So your practical action step I want you to take here is to answer this question for yourself and then adjust accordingly. So the question being, are you eating generally three meals a day with maybe some snacks in between? And of course, that's just a rule of thumb, general guidance. Everyone's different. What works for you is different. But generally speaking, are we eating consistently, consistent meals throughout the day, snacks throughout the day? (laughs) If no, I want you to stop the meal skipping, stop the accidental forgetting to eat lunch, stop the, oh, I just don't have time to grab breakfast in the morning. All of those things should be a priority for you, especially if you're someone who's struggling with binging, um, overeating, emotional eating, all of these things that I talk about here. This eating consistently and enough throughout the day is a priority for you. If you're not doing that and you're like, why can't I just stop eating the, you know, I'm going to (laughs) use the words junk food, right? I don't like speaking in that way, but I know that where you're at now, you may be thinking like that. Like, I just can't stop eating the junk food every night. Why? But here you are not eating breakfast or not prioritizing lunch or just eating like the smallest salad for lunch or whatever that may be. You need more. You need more. And if you're not getting enough consistently throughout the day, your body's likely just screaming at you to give it more food. And I could rant about this all the time, but that is what I want you to take from this. If you're not eating consistently and you're like, I just keep thinking about food all the time, that's probably why <laughs> our bodies or well, you know, one of the reasons why, okay? There can be multi- multiple things going on at the same time. Our bodies function best when having something to eat in the morning after waking, not hours and hours later, and then generally every about three to four hours at least throughout the day. Again, rules of thumb, but something to maybe shoot for if you're not used to this eating consistently, start there, see how it goes. So that's your first action step I want you to think about as a almost baseline of taking care of your body and nourishing it adequately. Number two, the second uh, action step I want you to take, tap into your hunger and fullness. This action step definitely goes along with the first one we just talked about of eating consistently and enough because I can definitely hear some of you out there thinking, well, Jen, like what the heck is enough? (laughs) How do I know what is enough if I'm not tracking what I eat? And my answer for you is it depends. And it fluctuates all the time, even for the same individual day to day, week to week. No app is going to know how much food you need better than your body does. So I want you to tap into your inner wisdom of hunger and fullness. That inner wisdom is the best compass, best roadmap that you can get to guide yourself to a place of peace with food and no longer constantly thinking about food. And you have it inside you already. We just have to do some practice to become realigned and reconnected to it. And I mean, 
however long of dieting or trying to eat clean or having all these rules around food that you have been, you know, struggling with that for, it makes sense because all those things pull us away from this inner wisdom of hunger and fullness. It makes us ignore it, kind of do the opposite. But being able to better understand your hunger and fullness cues will help you to stop thinking about food all the time and stop questioning, you know, did I eat enough? Did I eat too much? How much should I be putting on my plate? When do I stop? When should I start eating? Am I actually hungry or am I just emotional right now? Am I just bored right now? Etc. <laughs> you know, the questions could go on and on and maybe these are the food thoughts you're having, right? It gives you an inner roadmap to all of these questions so you can confidently make your food decisions and eat more intuitively. So your action step here is to identify what hunger and fullness feel like to you. If you don't know right now, that's totally okay, but take some time today or tomorrow or across the next week to really get curious about it. Maybe you want to focus on you know, learning your own hunger first and then move on to fullness. Does hunger feel like, you know, rumbling tummy? Does your energy start to dip? Is it thinking about food maybe? Remember what I said? That is a sign of hunger, believe it or not. And what about fullness? Is it when your, you know, your tummy feels content, your mood lightens, or maybe even less of those thoughts about food? We're all so unique. So I want you to just get quiet, right? We can't hear these things unless we like pay attention and get a little bit quiet to hear that inner knowing. It's not really loud unless we're like over hungry or over full, then then those feelings are loud. But the gentle ones, the more subtle nuances that help you to feel comfortable and confident with food are a little more quiet. We need to pay attention for them, especially if we've been so disconnected from them for years and years and years. So we're all unique. I want you to find what hunger and fullness feel like to you. So get curious about that and see what you come up with. Again, there's no right or wrong here. Go with whatever comes up, even if it's a guess. If it's a guess for now, that's wonderful. This all takes learning and practice to move forward. Number three, identify what food rules you have. Now that we're giving our body what it needs and understanding its cues a little more and more, let's move on to see what food rules you might be holding on to. This one is important because like I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you have food rules and that inner food police is loud, it's likely making you think about food and your food choices really often, 24-7 maybe, (laughs) because it's like, this inner food police voice is maybe saying something like, how do I judge myself based on if I'm being good or bad, which is then based on these preconceived notions or rules or beliefs that I'm holding on to about food. And it's like adjusting and judging yourself based on those things throughout the day. And these food rules may not even really be strict rules. You might not think of them as food rules. They might just be about, you know, some foods that you do let yourself have, let's say cookies, for example. But every time you have the cookies, you end up feeling really guilty about having them, or you end up overdoing it on them and eating many, many cookies until you feel unwell. All this has to do with our inner food police and what we would call food rules. And of course, that leads to the constant thinking about food. So what can we do? 
Well, as I'm sure you've already assumed and been able to guess, this isn't some kind of one and done type work. There are many steps within this step and lots of pieces to the puzzle, which we go through all of those things inside of Embodied Food Freedom. But for the sake of this episode, I want you to get started and be able to see the path forward. So your action step. I want you to do a brain dump of your food rules. What foods are forbidden for you or off limits, whatever you want to call that. What foods make you feel really guilty when you eat them, etc. Just let it all out, put it on a piece of paper, get it out of your brain. And now I I really, really want to stress this. Don't let this overwhelm you. That's of course not the point. I never want you to feel overwhelmed. But the point here is to get clarity on which foods need a little TLC in your relationship with them. Think of this like your roadmap to actually making peace with food, with all foods. Yes, even the ones that you've been told for a long time don't have those, keep them out of the house, have them off limits, blah, 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 whatever, (laughs) whatever those rules are. You got to feel comfortable around them to feel in control around them. It's likely why we're feeling out of control around them. So it's a little bit backwards to what we think we should do, but we do want to make peace with all of them. And knowing what food rules you have or what beliefs you're holding on to about food will allow you to then go on and make peace with those foods which then over time will help you to stop thinking about food so dang much. So make that list, do that brain dump, pick one item from your list, and then go and have a mindful experience eating it. See what happens, have an open mind, and of course, definitely only if it feels safe to you to do so and you feel like you're resourced enough to do so. Only do any of these things that I recommend here on the podcast or elsewhere within your own limits. And if it feels like too much, that's okay. You do not need to force yourself into anything. Don't push yourself too hard. And maybe when that's feeling a little edgy, of course, or anytime you deserve support anytime. But if it's feeling like that, maybe you do really want to go get some support to help guide you through these things in order to find peace with food. All right. Our last action step for how to stop thinking about food all the time is to learn your patterns with food. What do I mean by this? Well, I mean that I want you to do a reflection on how things usually go for you in your relationship with food. This one is going to be super individualized, so let me paint some pictures for you here to spark some ideas. Maybe your pattern is that you rush to start work in the morning and you don't bother grabbing breakfast, and whenever you do that, the afternoon slump and sugar cravings come in hot and heavy later in the day. Maybe your pattern is that whenever you get more work put on your plate in your job that you feel really, really stressed out and then you turn towards snacking whenever you get the chance. Maybe your pattern is that your day is so hectic and go, go, go that you never get a single moment to yourself and when the house finally becomes quiet at night and everything has settled, you find yourself numbing with the TV and grabbing every fun food item in the house until you feel just overly stuffed and icky. Do you see what I'm getting at here? 
each of these patterns has a core root behind it. And it's not even really about the food itself. In all of those examples I just shared, what you do want to pay attention to is the breakfast skipping, the trigger of stress from getting more work assigned to you, and that you just maybe need some moments for you or some healthy relaxation when the days are so hectic. So your action step here, what patterns can you notice about your relationship with food? Take the next week or so to see what you notice with an open mind. Always, my clients, if you're listening to this, you will laugh because I stress this all the time. They're like, we know this phrase inside and out. I bet I could probably guess it before it comes out of my mouth, but always with curiosity and without judgment. Curiosity, no judgment. (laughs) And that will then provide you some clarity as to what the heck is going on so you can stop thinking about food so much in the long run. Again, none of this stuff is overnight action steps. These are things that you need to put into action and do some work around and practice and not give up on them, right? Not give up on them. Take that aligned action and keep going and you will see shifts over time. None of this work, none of the things that I teach are like dieting, right? And I think this is a really important distinction that I just want to share here with diets or dieting, you're usually given, you know, here's this plan. This is exactly what you follow and follow this to a T and you're going to see this result at this time or whatever, right? It's very like clear cut. Here's the thing you do. Here's the result you see. This work, this relationship with food work, this food freedom work is not the same. It's not so clear cut. This stuff is a lot more nuanced because we're all such unique humans and there's so many puzzle pieces to finding food freedom and the shifts that you're feeling are so much more subjective than objective. We're not, you know, measuring things on a scale, right? Because that's the stuff that makes us feel like in a relationship with food. We're letting go of that. We're connecting to our inner wisdom. We're seeing, you know, this this whole episode could be a good example of a shift. As you're doing this work, you stop thinking about food so often, right? You get that brain space back more and more and more a little bit over time, over time, over time. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I can actually like focus on the things I want to focus instead of stressing and obsessing and thinking about food all the time, right? So I really just wanted to share that right here of these shifts can feel like they're not happening, as you're going, you're like, I'm just keep practicing this intuitive eating stuff. And I'm like, not really making progress. And maybe that might be, you know, right there might be that maybe you're not doing it in the way that you need. And maybe you need some support and actually implementing it in a way that will shift you forward because we can get stuck, right? We can absolutely get stuck, but this, these shifts do take time, right? So (laughs) that's my little, my little riff on how this takes time and the nuances of this type of work and how it's not so clear cut. So if you're getting frustrated about that stuff, definitely reach out. Let me know. I would love to chat with you about it and see if it's like, are you actually just like stuck in the work that you're doing or do you just need more practice and more time? I would be happy to give you that clarity. So feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. We can chat through that and see if, um, you know, support would even be a good fit for you. But regardless, I am here to support you. I am here to hear your thoughts 
whatever they may be. (laughs) If you're really stuck on thinking about food, share that with me too. And I hope that, you know, these four action steps that I shared today are really helpful for you. I'm so excited to see how they go when you try them out in your life. So if you want to share that with me, I would love to hear that as well. And like I said, I really, really do want you to take action on these things. So do this with me right now. Yes, literally right now. (laughs) I want you to write down somewhere, as long as you're not driving, of course, be safe always. But write down somewhere on a piece of paper, on your planner, your digital calendar, your phone notes, a voice memo, whatever, somewhere. What action step you're going to take from this episode? Write it down right now. (laughs) I want you to do that. Promise me you do that. And make the commitment to yourself that you are truly going to do it. And you're at least going to try. Try with an open mind. I really want you to do that because I want you to embody your version of food freedom. And you will only do that by continuing to move forward and not giving up. (laughs) So you got this. I know you do. Just make that commitment and move forward. And of course, if you're looking for some more support and guidance through any of this, any of this work on your relationship with food and overcoming binge and emotional eating, it would be my pleasure to support you inside of Embodied Food Freedom. Apply now at the link in the show notes. There's also more information there for you. And don't miss out on all of the summer 2023 bonuses coming your way. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really hope it was a helpful one for you and I will chat with you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.